0: back at it welcome everybody to the cantori show podcast forum appreciate your support and uh, i also do a another version of the show on patreon with my friend merrill you know you know merrill or maybe you don't but uh i did a radio show a very successful i might add uh thanks to merrill radio show and uh it's now on patreon that's uh, Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash The Cantori Show. Otherwise, uh, posting podcasts a couple of times a week right now. So get on it. Subscribe. Apple, Google, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Look for The Cantori Show. And today, talking to soul surfer journalist dad, Jamal Yogis about his new book, actually a children's book by the name of Mop Rides the Waves of Life, and it caught my attention because it combines two things that are very important to me, surfing and uh, mental health. And if it wasn't for surfing, I'm not sure, I'm sure I would develop other tools, but I'll tell you this much, as far as my personal mental health is concerned, uh, surfing is uh, what does the trick. It is my blue therapy, and without it, I'd be in serious trouble and would have to find other tools, <laughs> as I mentioned. And, and the fact that uh, Jamal here is introducing it to children via his book and this with this beautiful artwork, it's just a pleasure to talk to him here. Jamal, how we doing, buddy?
1: Doing well, man. Sitting in the sun. How are you?
0: Very well. We're in the gloom here in San Diego. Where are you joining us from?
1: I am on San Francisco's Ocean Beach. Oh,
0: ah, that's so a beautiful part of town.
1: It is. It's, it's my favorite part of San Francisco, and we got super lucky to be able to plant right on the Great Highway. <laughs> kind of down on, on the south side end of the beach. So uh yeah, just came in so totally blown out today, but just was out there flying kites with the kids.
0: <laughs> oh that's and you've got uh you've got three, correct?
1: Yep. Finn, Evan and Kai and they are uh four, six and eight boys. So we're <laughs> it's always a party.
0: Once you're outnumbered, I've got two. So once you've got three it's a whole different trip, right? <laughs>
1: It is. I actually got called out yesterday by the lifeguard. Because I was trying to teach all three of them on one board and was across the street. And the rips get really gnarly. It's kind of like Blacks in San Diego here. And like... The lifeguard came up to me and was like, "Dude, you've got too much to handle here. Like, I don't feel comfortable with it. <laughs> That's really <laughs> funny. I was really like, I the "We're okay," but he was like, "This is worrying me." <laughs> I actually thought about it. I was like, "No, it is a little." <laughs> I'm trying to have you guys go dig some holes? That's amazing. Say, you guys, got one at a time. <laughs>
0: yeah. I've never been called out by a lifeguard for having my hands too full with kids.
1: <laughs> At first, I felt shamed. I felt my ego come up, where I was like, "Dude, I know what I'm doing." And then I was like, "You know what? You're absolutely right." <laughs> <laughs> I have too much going on.
0: That's amazing
1: uh, in my life in general.
0: So I'm yeah. on your uh, I'm on your Insta right now, and they call you, or you call yourself, or I just love the title "Saltwater Buddha." And uh, wh- wh- is that tied to the book you've written, or why? Why are we going with that? I think it's great.
1: Yeah. I'm never living that one down. I, I, uh, so yeah, first book, um, is called saltwater Buddha. It's now om- o- over a decade old, Okay, but that is a, is a um, is a memoir about running away from home by Sacramento home to Maui to learn to surf. And, and then subsequently like joining a Buddhist monastery. Um, and, but anyway, long story short, Learning meditation and and about Buddhism and surfing kind of grew up together for me. And I was making connections um, in that book in sort of story form, and uh, I think because it was my first first book, it stuck.
0: And it was a children's book as well, or no?
1: No, no. So that book is a is like a young adult slash you know, just grown up book, like 250 pages.
0: Oh, damn. Kind
1: of thing. Although, they're it light, although it's light reading.
0: It's, <laughs> light.
1: it's pretty, it's breezy. It's a beach. Read. Um, but no. And then I have two other grown up books, one called the fear project, which is like, has the threads of surfing where I interview different athletes and, um, neuroscientists about fear and courage and what makes that's able to break through fear, like how we use fear for performance, et cetera. Wow. And then I have a sequel to saltwater bitter called all our waves are water. But my most recent trip with, uh, now that I have kids, I don't have the attention span to write a two hundred page book anymore. So I've, <laughs> I've gone to picture books and the, the latest one is mop rides, the waves of Life, or the, my first one really. Um, and that one just came out yesterday.
0: And congratulations. I think it's, uh, you know, you hear like rock stars always wish they were professional surfers and professional surfers wish they were rock stars. I've been a I'm a radio DJ who's always wanted wanted to write a children's book and uh I think that's a huge accomplishment and how friggin' cool. Let me start by saying that.
1: Well, let's do it, Chris. Let's collaborate. We got there's lots of good ideas that need to happen.
0: Oh, I think but, it's uh, just the greatest thing ever and just the fact that it has a mental health narrative attached to it. Please tell me about that.
1: Yeah, I mean, like I said, I mean, I always made this association, I think because I learned uh, mindfulness at the same time that I was really getting my ass handed to me um, in, in Maui because I went out, bought a super chippy board and tried to learn <laughs> to surf on the North Shore and um, was simultaneously learning mindfulness and and was realizing i was just horrible at both like i had no focus and was i had no abilities <laughs> so um so i think i was humbled but you know i don't know if you remember that first duck dive where you like you see a wave coming that's like top to bottom and you know you're gonna get works just like last time and then you hit the duck dive right and you're like wait a minute what that was like magic yeah <laughs> i didn't and uh I remember that first one where I was like, it's a really drizzly like wave and I thought, I, I made it under. And that was an epiphany that like, waves are porous, you know, they're passing. And similarly our emotions are, like we get, you either get slammed down by your emotions and you kind of then make it worse for yourself. By like telling a big story about how bad you are because you feel this way or how bad life is because you feel this way. Or you just get thumped by the emotion, whatever, fear, sadness, anger, and you'd be like, okay, that's there and it's going to pass. I'm yeah. breathing, you know, and, um, and those are the two ways to react. And, but generally, you know, um, they both take practice you know a lot of practice because when you're caught in an emotion it doesn't feel like it's going to pass it feels like it's forever and i was i was joking with our eight-year-old about this the other day because we have mop who in the book beautiful art by matt allen mop this little mop haired guy in the book is duck diving this triple up of fear sadness and anger and he's looking peaceful and we hung that picture up on our walls the other day um my oldest is like super angry at his brother. And I was like, it's going to pass. I just take a breath. He goes, it's not going to pass. I'm going to feel this way forever. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he caught himself saying it. And uh, and he smiled. And he was like, or I was like hey, forever. And he smiled. And he realized that it. it's like as soon as you just have that distance on your own mind. You're, you have a, a moment of, of spaciousness where you're like, I don't have to let this run me. Yep. I can... And um, so that's the that's basic metaphor that we're working with in this children's book. I try to make it... I think surfing makes it fun. So even if kids aren't getting the metaphor, they're like, oh, this cool guy mops, like, you know, ripping these waves, and that's fun.
0: Yeah, but I think kids now are more... Um are more aware than when we were kids when it comes to mental health issues. And I think they will make the connection a lot easier than maybe I'm just speaking for myself here than I would have say if this book was introduced to me when I was eight, nine, ten years old, you know?
1: Yeah, no, I think, you know, even like four and five year olds get it. I mean, our four year old, he's, he, he, he totally gets it. I think we underestimate kids ability to, um, be able to like reflect and 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 when you're a kid your emotions are like kids are already present super present so they don't need necessarily a lot of like what like adults are swirling and all this planning the kids are already present they're kind of like in a mindful state already but their emotions get the best of them all the time because they're that's where their brains are they don't have like the prefrontal cortex to help hold them back so like they get, they're like, oh yeah, I just got angry and bit my brother and I don't, that's their life experience. So I've found that kids really do get this metaphor. And fortunately, yeah, you're right. Education has come a long way in realizing that like, oh yeah, we need to teach kids social emotional learning. You know, social emotional learning is maybe the most important learning you do. It's certainly more important than the alphabet because if you, if you don't learn how to relate to your fellow humans, right. um, then you're doing in any line of work or school you go into so and relationships for that matter. So it's really like it's core to everything. And it's, I think if we teach kids young how to navigate their, their inner world, whatever they do, they'll be successful at.
0: And letting the kids know that if they do have issues that are tied to maybe an underlying anxiety disorder, it's okay. And there are tools and ways to navigate that's that's why this subject is so near and dear to my heart is because I'm a kid that was dealing with profound anxiety and fear based issues at a young age, and only now later in life, midlife if i'm am I really delving into it and really looking back. and and wishing that I had the tools that are available to people today as in this book. That's why I think this stuff's great as, and it could be used to help, you know, my own kids.
1: Thank you. Yeah. I mean, that was why I, I wrote it really was like, whoa, if I could give my kids some of the lessons that I had to learn the hard way through my twenties and thirties, um, and that I, I, nobody had really spelled out for me as a kid. I think I would have avoided. <laughs> so like Same. I said, I ran away from home when I was, because I just didn't see, I wasn't involved in anything that was that dramatic. You know, I'd gotten a DUI. I'd been messing around in, in high school the way a lot of kids do. But I think if I had had some emotional processing tools, I could have talked about it with my parents. But instead, I like put them through all this you know, like looking for their kid and Maui and um I mean fortunately I had a great family and everybody sort of said, oh, okay, this is a trigger, we need to help Jamal refocus, um, in a positive way but I'm a I'm a believer that we all have some sort of I don't even want to call it a disorder. We're all dealing with big emotions or anxiety, fear. We don't always know how to process them, especially when we're younger and um, so hopefully, little you know, and little metaphors like this can be really helpful because they're simple. You can come back to them throughout the day. Like, oh wait, I feel awful, but I'm in a wave, and that's okay. Sure. And I, and I it'll really pass. try to emphasize, right? Emphasize that it's okay to feel stormy sometimes. Like, that's not the issue. You're just normal if you feel that way. But you can choose whether you act from that place or if that's a wise emotion to create an action from. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I appreciate that.
0: And as an author, what is it that made you devote your life and your work, should I say, to this to this area of focus? Because it is so compelling to me. It's
1: just a passion. You know, I grew up in a pretty, like, reflective philosophical family. We were always asking like the big questions were okay to talk about in our house. And I appreciate that. And and my mom, um, uh, school counselor. And, um, so I think that, I think I became comfortable with talking about this stuff on one side, but on the other side, my dad was like a pretty tough military guy who, um, had a hard time talking about his emotions and that whole side of the family did. And so I think there's, uh, this I don't know. Maybe this inner inner processing just became like a, a passion of mine. Probably to some extent out of necessity, like you're saying. Like I'm dealing with big waves inside, and um, and needed to find tools. And so, and then when I found tools that were really helpful, um, you know, mindfulness and Buddhism sort of being at at the the front of that I think too because I was, I was I was, running into those when I was like 17 18 years old I didn't have money to go pay a therapist you know these things were free I could try this out on my own like surfing you know it's like yep. the beach is free you, it's free therapy you get nature therapy then you get you have your own tools so to like oh I can sit down just use my breath as an anchor observe it going in and out come back to the sensations of my body and all of a sudden that world that i'm swirling in it 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 starts to settle you know not that that happens every time you sit down to practice mindfulness but it was incredibly helpful for me
0: yeah um
1: and then i i think i wanted to share that to some extent like with other people but i didn't want to ever be a guru <laughs> i was always <laughs> nervous about. Because I went into writing, actually. You
0: didn't want to be um, the saltwater Buddha. (laughs)
1: Because I actually went to journalism school, and I was trying to be, like, an investigative reporter. And doing some of that, I became, like, a magazine journalist. Um, But this other stuff was a passion. And so I wrote one article, actually, that went super viral. And I, I realized, oh, this is something people are interested in. I felt like kind of like a nut for just. Doing and what it was that? Part of my
0: ignorance. I don't know that one. Or what was that article?
1: No. So that was an early piece about maybe 15 years ago that it was just a, like a thousand word article I wrote about the Zen of surfing, um, and it was just about how surfing is a meditation for me and how I how I use it. And at that time, those things weren't talked about as often and um i think i published it in like this uh magazine called shambhala sun which is like a buddhist magazine but then it got and i didn't expect anyone to ever read it and it just buzzed around the internet like getting republished all these places and a publisher contacted me and was like Do you want to write a book about this and um I was like 25, That's and I was awesome. like, I don't know, I don't know, <laughs> I'm trying to be a journalist and everyone's going to think I'm like a total hippie, and, uh, which I am. <laughs>
0: you're in good company, you're all good, buddy, you're talking to one right now. It's my language, so, uh, I can't wait to find the article, I can't be- I-, I feel... Dumb that I haven't read it yet.
1: Yeah, I don't even know if that exists on the internet anymore. It'd be funny. But yeah, I'll send you a book, though. So I want to do that. That's really the the foundational place where all those ideas started uh, crisscrossing for me.
0: No, I get it. I'll tell you, just personally, finding the relief that I found in the ocean, it's, it's a really intimate and at times hard thing to talk about because... I've had days where I've gone out there and I just, uh, and I'm sure this is something you can relate to, where it's it's I've felt hopeless and just felt just horrible about myself and pessimistic about life. And you fast forward to you know, 90 minutes later after catching a couple of waves and breathing that salt air and seeing the, the, the light glisten off the surface of the waves and you have that experience, it's, it's a rebirth. And you come out with all this optimism and hope and you want to take on the world and educate and inspire others. And it just happens in a matter of a session. It's, it's mind-blowing. I've never found a drug or anything that's had that type of impact on me.
1: No, it is amazing, and I think I think that was part of my what drove me it was just like what is this magic thing? Like, yeah. how does this work? And now it's cool. I've done a lot of I've, I've had assignments and stuff where I've had to look into the science of what is happening, why does it feel so good? And you look at like what well, we're getting this nature exposure and if you the the mind when it's brain when it's looking at the water it's stimulating all these parts of the brain that we don't usually access in the city you look at like houses are geometric sidewalk everything's geometric and you think you're getting a lot of stimulus to your brain when you're in a city but actually like just the complexity of the water yep the way the way it moves it lights up all these areas that we don't you normally access and they have to do with being present and feeling at peace. And, um, then you're combining that with like the adrenaline of the waves, the, um, the dopamine of having fun, the, um, exercise. And then these, also these moments of like awe, which are transcendent. And you, we have this like incredible cocktail and surfing of like <laughs> mental health and wellness um, but the thing, I think <clears throat> one of the reasons I, I think I wanted to combine it with actual mindfulness practice on land is that we as surfers often just become hooked to that thing where it's like, I need, <laughs> I I,
0: know. You know, I need my
1: fix. I need, I need the ocean if I'm away from it, or you can turn it into another kind of suffering where it's like, I can't go out right now. I have to go to work and it's sick outside and I'm suffering, you know? So like, what are, I feel like um, we need ways to to balance out, right? As surfers, to be like, I, I got to be able to, to um, you know, find that work-life ocean balance. <laughs> so that's, I think, the mindfulness piece.
0: Absolutely. And it's hard to find, especially when you have three kids and a wife at home, right? <laughs> it's, oh, <laughs> sometimes geez. it's harder than others. Let's put it that way.
1: It is hard, yeah. I have less and less time, Um, but I think um, I've gone, my tool now is like as a parent as I try to I go to that like spiritual place where I'm like, you know what? My my true self is the ocean and all this chitter-chatter and chaos are the waves passing and so like I've got, as long as I can feel a thread to that Part of myself it's like my that self when you're getting out of the water you're optimistic you're like nothing can faze me yep i'm like i might not feel that right now but it's there somewhere (laughs) i gotta trust right now because my kids are biting themselves on the floor and like bills aren't paid and so i got I know. (laughs) i get it and there's a
0: pandemic and all this other craziness in the world well that's why i think your book comes at such a great time and uh I'll tell you, like where we started, you mentioned your first three publications were adult books, and here you are real writing a children's book. But I could tell you, as a 50 year old adult, I, I got a lot from your children's book, and I look forward to sharing it with my own kids. Uh, especially my daughter who's taken to surfing and I think can learn a lot from this book because it has such a poetic and beautiful way of teaching her some of the stuff I tell her but I'm her dad you know and you get this beautiful artwork this great text and this great message and I look forward to sharing it and hopefully others will check it out as well thanks
1: Chris and I just want to give a quick shout out to the artist Matt Allen who is down your way and just did a stunning job on the art so thanks for having me on the Cantori Show Cantori, Cantori Show